Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, guys, let's talk cheapies, mid-range, cash cows, possible keepers, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to start up top here with uh, with Maddie Lodge. I don't have any of these good cheapies, let's say, in my team at the moment, so we're going to be from that from that side. And and Lodgy, we've spoken about a little bit. Obviously, I started with him, and and he had a, a delightful first game where he got injured in his 18 minutes for 15 points. Turns out he probably would have been a, a fairly decent decent cash cow, uh, you know, to start the year with and make us a bit of cash and, and do all right. But of course, that wasn't to be the case. But you know, sitting with a 38 average, his last three weeks have been you know pretty solid. He's got a, a 31, a 54, and a 45. So minutes are pretty pretty standard around that 40, 46. He had 50 last week, which is you know a little bit above what he's normally done, but you know completely fine on on that front. With you know the odd the odd player out for their team, obviously you've got Ricky, you've got Glenn, you know you've got Carrigan out now. These minutes won't change for for Lodge, but his role as you know an enforcer in this attack is probably going to be a really important one. But sitting there, I just the, the price to me kind of gets me. I think it's way too expensive. He's going to play thirteen. He'll he'll score pretty well for you, but I don't see him making a lot of money. He's not a keeper, so I'd, I'd probably stay clear of him at this point. Unfortunately, a few people have been asking me about Morgan Harper, and let's have a little bit of a chat about him at four seventy eight k. Obviously, him and Saab have just become absolute superstar keepers now, but you know, that's, that's another story. What have we got here? We've got the, you know, basically since he's moved into the centers, he played in round five and, and got a 27 first game. You know, they were pretty bad. Round six, they were pretty bad as well. Round seven, we then have, you know, Tommy Turbo coming back, right? He's played four games now, is that right? Four or five games? Um, but a 36, a 47, a 53, and a 47. With only one try, is pretty, really cool. So you're looking at meters over 100 in every game. His tackling's pretty solid, and his tackle busts are pretty, uh, you know, consistent. So if you're looking for someone at a, a slight discount, I think he's, you know, he, he's in a pretty good position to score fairly well. You're looking at uh, in the previous year, in 2020, when he played, he did also have a bunch of decent games, but a few of them involved some tries. So 
if you think that the, the Manly boys are going to continue to score really well and do really well, then you're picking up someone at 478k at a bit of a discount to some of the keeper centers that you've got. He's uh, in the top 1,000. He's only you know, selected by 0.3% of teams. So that's a very interesting thing to look at. If you'd like him as a player, if you, if you like the Manly boys and you like watching him play, then then he could be a, a, an interesting option for your side. But he's someone that, you know, for head-to-head plays, he might be a really cool one. For overall, he doesn't play 13, so it's like, well, do you bring him in now or do you maybe wait a few weeks in 14, see how he goes over the next few and go from there. So that's that's something to think about with Morgan. Uh, we'll, we'll slide down the list and, and talk about Matty Burton again. So he comes in at, what, 475 now. Did have a pretty bad week last week, and it was interesting to see that they hardly went left. So they play against who they got this week. So the bunnies, and you'd imagine they'd be pretty even across the park. You know, bunnies don't really have a you know, a stronger or weaker side in defence, you know, which is usually the case in these in these top sort of four sides there. But you know, for Burton, averaging forty one point five, a lot of people talked about you know a lot of his good scores are when he scored tr- scores tries, and that and that's completely fair enough. He has two games there where he hasn't scored a try, where he's got a twenty five and a fifteen. So that's something to worry about. The, the big thing for him is that when he plays in a six or seven role, he gets big, big points. You see there's 73, 69, and 86 in his last three games in that role. So you, you'd be picking him up really for that reason, and you get the half and the center jewel uh, for someone that's not very well-owned in the top 1,000. So, you know, a question mark on, on his ability to keep scoring in the centers, but someone who will score well for you in 13, for example. Uh, and if and if any, you know, Cleary or, or Luai gets... Uh, injured or, or you know, suspended or gets rested then he's going to score well in that in that game in those games as well when he plays in the uh in the six or seven role another interesting one and a good one to talk about this week i think is nico hines and if you bring in nico you get someone who is a dual position as well in half and wing fullback he averages incredible when he plays 80 minutes right you're getting scores of 50 47 36 63 70 right that's just this year and you look back and he's got a, a 36 in 68 minutes 39 63 uh, and you know, 24 in his in his first first official game in the, in the last game, one of the last games around in 2019. So you know what you're going to get with him when he plays. He's going to break in a neg- break in break even of negative nine. When he gets 80 minutes, he's going to be great, as I said. But he's going to be playing this week. He'll get the 80 minutes at fullback. It looks like maybe in round 12. But if he doesn't, then you got he might he'll be back on the interchange, and you know his money making potential might slow down. But in 13, he's going to play at fullback or in the halves wherever they need him. And then any games where Munster gets dropped, Hughes gets dropped, not dropped, rested, uh, there's a suspension, injury to Pap, anything like that, he's going to play. So he's someone that you could probably take a gamble with. At 458, he's probably a little bit high. Like last week would have been a really cool one to do, but obviously hindsight is you know, 2020. Um, Nico's a fairly decent option if you need someone, especially this week, to cover without trying to drop one of your, your big guns. He, he'll, he'll do pretty well in the next bunch of rounds. In terms of his scoring, because that's, I guess, the aim of the game is, yes, a bit of, of money generation, but, but your scoring is the most important one there. And Nico is going to provide that for you. Uh, Victor, Victor the Inflictor. We'll talk about him just briefly. 456k, I can't believe he's got that low. Uh, he's, he's someone that I think is, is around a high 500s kind of player, mid 500s, you know, 550, 580 kind of, kind of deal with him. Um, but you look at his scores, and yes, he had bigger minutes on the weekend, 52. Got a try assist, a couple of line breaks, which is really rare for him. So just think about that. Is he going to get that every week? You know, To get 52 with a, two line breaks and a try assist for a middle forward is not very good. He's not someone that makes a lot of meters. You know, he's, he's 
very impactful with his tackling. He does make a bunch of you know missed tackles. You see a few games at the start of last year he did really, really well, but they were in you know, big tackling and big run meter games. So it'd be interesting to see if he can get back to that. And if he can, then I think he's going to make some good cash and make some decent points for you. My question is I don't think he is a keeper, so you'd have to trade him back out, which is a bit of an issue. So that's Victor there. Um, again, guys, I won't make too many recommendations in this one. I'm just going to give you all the facts, and you can decide if that suits your team best. You know, just popped out the the trades video and if you're you're sitting with lower trades and some of these guys probably aren't a good idea if you're sitting with higher trades you can sort of play around with you know bringing in a nico hines or or these types of guys there uh finucan's an interesting one will he make origin probably not he's getting really cheap now uh dale at 444 so he's someone that coming into round 13 it's like well do you pick him up now that he's playing some bigger minutes you you look at what he's what he's what he's drawn up in these last couple of games 66 minutes for 39 is not great. 40 off the interchange. So if you're picking him up, you're expecting a score of, let's say, 40 or above, 40 to 45 average at 446K. We'll make you 100K, right? But is that worth it again? Bring in someone like Finucan who could do fairly well. Yeah, I wouldn't say fairly well, averaging like a 40, 45, but then you'll have to trade him out because he's not a keeper. So think about that when you're looking at Dale uh, going forward. Lockie Lamb, I think, will... I think it's worth talking about him in a couple of weeks because he he's not really going to uh, gain too much in price over this next little period. Tommy Gilbert, spoken about briefly, but similar similar to to Lockie Lamb, I think you can wait until round fourteen with these to- these type of guys. If he ends up getting a big minute role, we, we can we've seen what he can do. You know, he's got in those last bunch of games there, he's got 44, 57, 30, 45, and fifty, and that's not even an, in eighty minutes, and that's on a, in the second row role. If he's playing sort of big 50 to 60 minutes through the middle, I think his, uh, you know, his skills with running the ball and also tackling hard is going to get him up to closer to a 45-50 average. And, and a dual position, 435K with no one owning him is a pretty interesting option there. If you're in head-to-head, then you can look at guys like Lamb and Gilbert coming into this week. But other than that, I'd be, we'll wait a little bit on those types of guys uh, going forward. CHN we'll, we'll mention as well. So Corey... Clicks. All right, now we're on. Corey Howard, we're at Naira at 432k. Hasn't gone up too much yet. I think he's just gone up about 75k. But in the top thousand, he's owned by 25% of people, which is pretty crazy, I think. Yes, you know, the top thousand people we're looking at, you know, guys that are playing overall, you'd, you'd imagine so. And bring, pick, bringing in this kind of guy, obviously doesn't play 13, is an interesting one, but some decent scores there. You look at 49, 30, 46, and 57. If we are, you know, for a 45 and a half average, and that's at least 100, 150k undervalued there, which is which is great. And you know, if you're happy to pick him up for the next two games and, and looking looking at scores in the mid 40s, then that's perfect. And you're, you're going to get some some money making. You're just going to miss him out, miss out on him for 13. And the only worry about him is is that he loses his spot because of what you know Ricky does with the team at the moment. So something to think about with him. Um, Brian Kelly we won't go too much into I've spoken about him a fair bit at the moment just isn't scoring well enough you know averaging 34.6 isn't enough to be a keeper and I think if you're bringing in a centre right now you want him to be a keeper averaging 40 plus so uh, that's that there Aikens has made too much cash he's done pretty well actually much better than I thought he was going to do compared to last year uh, Reese Walsh for me we've already spoken about him a fair bit but at this stage again it's, it's bringing him in for a couple of weeks of decent scores. He should be playing around 50 minutes off the bench, you'd imagine. His 48 average, I think, is is pretty well spot on to what he's going to continue scoring. So if that's the case, he's about 200k or so undervalued. 
And he's only going to miss 13, right? Unless they decide to you know, rest him for a game or two. But I imagine with how good he's playing and Warriors aren't really winning, it's probably a smart idea to, to continue playing him, even if it is off the bench for 55 minutes or 50 minutes. I think that will be, you know, it's enough time, enough game time for him to make an impact, but also not too long a game time for him to get absolutely gassed every week and, you know, plenty of bumps and bruises for a guy that's 18 years old. So if you're, if you're looking at him or if you already have him, keep holding strong and you can possibly bring him in if you have a lot of trades and, and are able to field a, a really solid 12 to 14 players in round 13. So keep that in mind when you're uh, when you're looking at those types of players. How good Saab scores may be still average in 27. It's funny as. Um, who else you got? Flegs. We spoke about Flegs. Obviously a decent score, 30-odd on the weekend, but their forwards all got hammered, obviously, with with their team getting smashed. So I'd expect a, a score of 40-odd or so from him and a 381k. He's an interesting one to pick up this week who should be able to, as I said, score decently. He plays in 13. You know, For me, he could be an interesting option for a Simkin, which is you know, something something to think about. But again, he's not going he's going to be a cash cow, not you know, a, a higher-level cash cow at 381 who won't be a keeper. So you're going to have to trade him back out at some point when he gets to like hopefully 500k or something like that. All right, scrolling down. Tex Hoy's in there. I don't want to talk about him. Marshkey, I, yeah, I think he's a bit too expensive now. What else we got? Yeah, we'll see. We're starting to get, yeah, I don't think I've recommended any of the guys so far as a really clear buy, uh, which is a bit annoying. Tyra May, people, a few people have spoken about about you know picking him up as a, a guy that can that can play a bit of a role. He should play some. He probably plays in the halves with Burton in in round thirteen. If there's any you know, restings or anything like that, he'll come into that. So that's an interesting one. Crossland should only have the spot for the next week, I imagine, with Green on the uh, on the interchange, on the interchange on the reserves there. Who else we got? Tyson Gamble. If you have him, you're holding. You're not picking him up though. Umbai, We spoke about him in the team list video. Got a 27 on the weekend. You'd imagine he scores a little bit better than that, but it's like, is he going to actually make cash for you? It's good that he has a dual position center and wing fullback, but yeah. So will he make cash? Um, and you probably have to trade him out. You know, later in later in the year, maybe it's in round 17. You have to trade him out. So will he be able to make enough cash in that time? That's going to be the real question with Moses Embai. Hoping this is helping, guys. If you're enjoying this, please hit like and subscribe. We'll, uh, we'll go from there. Java Bowen averaging 39 in his two games. He got a 30 and a 46. So, yeah, did get a try last week. They don't play in round 13, so think about that. If you're playing head-to-head and you want someone that's going to do okay in the centers for the Cowboys, um, then Bowen might be a man. They're playing fairly well, which is good. Uh, Farmer Silly comes into the 13 role, but I just, he, I'm too scared about him. He just comes in and out of the team all the time. So he might play the 13 role, you know, have 25 minutes at the start and not come back on again. So, and hopefully Alvaro gets all those minutes. Cody Ramsey will score better at full fullback, but how much better? You don't want to be, you don't want him to be there for a few weeks and then they, they get jack of it and put Bird there. Or, you know, obviously when um, it doesn't look like Dufty's injury is too bad. So he could be back in the next bunch of weeks, and I don't think that's enough time for Ramsey to do well. Tommy Chilau, 279, is the one I've been talking about. I think you just keep keep waiting on him, keep waiting on him until 13 and, and make your decision from there as to if you think he might start playing better and is a cash cow going forward. Max Fagai at an average of 22. Yes, he scored one on the weekend. Yes, he didn't start, but he's also got 37 minutes to get one. So we don't want to have a Zaccini kind of issue with Fagai. So I'd be you know, steering clear if you can. Um, and then we've got a couple other guys. We've got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Custer's going to play the six role, but how long that lasts is another story. They don't play 13. 
Uh, and then, what else we got? Albert Kelly. Where's Kelly? Lussie's coming onto the bench, so he'll be an interesting one as a you know, decent scorer if Reid Marnie plays Origin, for example, which is something to actually think about. Um, and Albert Kelly, he's, he's had some... Let's see if his stats are actually in the, in the system. He's obviously played here in the past. He scored fairly well and went over and played in the, in the UK. Yeah, they haven't got any stats on him. Um, but for him, I think, you know, with, with the amount of changes that the Broncos make on a regular basis, I think he can hold off on, on bringing in Kelly. Uh, for this week, I think it's probably, yeah, probably not the smartest move. He probably, he, he probably he will probably score okay, but, you know, do you want to take that risk on someone at that price? Obviously, he's really cheap, but it's like, you know, he could end up being just a red dot uh, and stuffing you up through the buy period. And then Sean Bloor, I just, we need to wait, for me, I need to wait for him to get more minutes to to score well. And at 238, at 238K, a break even at 24 I'm not even sure if he hits that number this week. So keep an eye on that one. Um, and that's probably all on the on the cash cows front, of guys. I hope you I hope this video really helped you um, for guys around that you know 400 480k and downwards. Um, again, just based on your trades as to if you want to pick these guys up. If you have a bunch spare trades and sweet, uh, if you need one of these guys as a placeholder while you have a tire and pizza out or something like that, then it's a tough one because you don't want to have them sitting as one like one of these guys over the next bunch of weeks, especially when we have injuries and suspensions all the time. So keep an eye on that one. Hope you enjoyed this one, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. See you later. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.